Hello and welcome, friends, to this week's edition of Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, here on your community radio station. We are Forward Radio WFMP Louisville, broadcasting to you on 106.5 FM from this here historic Habern building in downtown Louisville. You may also be listening to our live stream at forwardradio.org. Anywhere you are in the world, you can pick us up live. And that's the place to go to find all the archives of our programs. We put them up on SoundCloud, and you can find them at forwardradio.org. It's also the place to go to become a part of this community radio station. It really is a community. This programming does not happen without you. It's all volunteer-powered, and it's all listener-supported. So here in 2022, maybe you've got some New Year's resolutions to get more involved in your community. Forward Radio is a great way to do it. Uh, we need help on the air and off, and we need your contributions to stay on. So please go to forwardradio.org and become involved. Well, what we do on Sustainability Now each week is bring in people from around the community who are working in sustainability and get to know them and share what they're doing. And I'm really excited to make two new friends from Trees Louisville today. We're going to talk trees the whole hour. I'm so excited. Welcome to the studio, Morgan Grubbs. Morgan is our volunteer and program manager for Trees Louisville, right, Morgan? Yes, I am. And thank you for having me today. Oh, yeah. It's great to have you here. With us also is Charlotte Jones, operations manager for Trees Louisville. Welcome, Charlotte. Morning. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, before we got started, you guys were saying that your title is kind of like my title. Like I do everything in sustainability at U of L, but uh, your titles kind of are fuzzy because you all do all kinds of different things at Trees Louisville, right? Um, tell us a little bit about the organization, when it got started, how you all got involved. Sure. Um, so we were founded in the March of 2015 after the city did an urban tree canopy assessment. Right, I remember that. You probably heard of that. Um, That study found that we lose approximately 54,000 trees every single year. 54,000. That's staggering. I mean, how's that even possible? No, something like 820 (laughs) acres, which is multiple Cherokee parks. So imagine that from 2004 to 2012, each year we lost the equivalent of more than two Cherokee parks, something like that, one or two Cherokee parks. Wow. Pretty wild. And in our urban core, we see some of that. We see, you know, hey, that used to that tree well used to have a tree in it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. We see storms come through and knock some down. We see some age out. Occasionally in our urban core, we also see some redevelopment where some old trees that were on the site go away. But most of these tree losses happen on the edge of the county, right? The majority of it, yeah. A lot of loss has to do with new development happening right. um, in sort of the suburbs. Um, a lot of it, uh, we are kind of right in the prime region for um, emerald ash borer. Right, that's making its mm-hmm. way across the country from up north and east. So approximately 10 to 17 percent of our entire tree canopy are ash trees. So wow. Wow. Um, as you're driving along I-64 East, you probably see all of those dead trees along the way. Those are all ash trees. So um, it's something that happens pretty quickly, um, I think is really contributing to a lot of loss, but it's a whole host of factors that kind of contribute to our declining tree canopy. Yeah, there's like the, the micro scale impacts, there's a the global impacts, the emerald ash borer is only here because of global trade, right? This yeah. is an Asian invader, right? right. <laughs> this species doesn't belong here. Ash trees were a foundation of our local economy. With right. the, 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 they go into the Louisville bats, mm-hmm. right? The, the sluggers, right? Um, so this is tied to our history. Like this is our 
this is our heritage, these trees in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so excited that Trees Louisville has organized to help do something about it. Um, now, you all aren't planting ash because that's not a smart thing to do in this <laughs> environment. What kind of trees do you plant and where do you plant them? Uh, we plant all sorts of trees. Um, <laughs> we try to plant uh, as diverse um, a selection as possible because, as we've seen, when you plant a ton of one species, they're very vulnerable to things like emerald ash borer, yeah, yeah. Dutch elm disease. Uh, so um, we primarily plant native species, so Great. a lot of oaks. Um, we plant uh, primarily larger trees, trees that are going to grow to provide a lot of canopy, shade, reduce That's the what we want. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> provide habitat for uh, native wildlife. Um, so we, our goal really is to um, select the right trees for the right spots. Yeah. Um, so we take into account what kind of soil is there. Um, what sort of an environment it is. Is it a playground where the trees are probably going to see quite a bit of hmm. um, uh, action around the kids, you <laughs> yeah. know, playing on them, hanging on branches? Or will it be somewhere uh, a little more protected where we might be able to put a more sensitive species yep. in there? Yep. You know, and like Charlotte said, the whole native thing, trying to stick with native, but we also realize that in an urban environment, um, it's not a native environment, right? And so sometimes we have to come in with different cultivars that maybe aren't from here, but we know they can tolerate pollution really well or soil compaction. Um, And so those, we'll choose those species as well. But just because it's not native doesn't necessarily mean it's invasive, you know? So we do Mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Right. Yeah, I mean, really we're playing the long game. So we want to plant trees that are going to last 50 to 100 years. In an urban environment, especially street trees, the average lifespan might be 15 to 20 at wow. most. Wow. So really paying attention to um, putting the right trees in the right place where they'll have the best chance of survival. But like Morgan said, not all trees are going to work in sort of quote-unquote non-native environment that is the urban landscape. Yeah. So we do plant some Asian species like Zalkova or... Oh, that's, um, yeah, that's pretty common street Yeah, here, like yeah. a Kusa dogwood, a Korean dogwood mm. um, is favorable to our native flowering dogwood because um, that is so much more prone to uh, disease and pests yeah. here. Um, really... Uh, has a lot of problems in our area. And they have an edible seed. Ooh, so you can eat really? the cute little pink balls that are on the dogwood. So. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. I've actually tried them. They're actually quite tasty. It's a little surprising. Nice. You, <laughs> you look at it and you're like, can I eat that? Yes, you can. <laughs> um, I'm glad you mentioned pollution tolerance, too, because when I think of Trees Louisville lately, there's a couple plantings that I go by on my bike regularly that are that just make me so happy because they're places that I've looked at before and thought, boy, we really need some trees here. And they're in highly polluted areas because of high traffic. So the one close to, to, to U of L is in the big wide median on Brook street, uh, just North of Cardinal Boulevard. There's a whole bunch of trees that got planted there with trees. Louisville was responsible for those. It's been a few years now, much more recently, there are trees uh, right across from the baseball stadium. Yes. Uh, those like went in within the last year, right? Yeah. Right under last the interstate. Yeah, last, last month. month. Yeah. It was November. 
Oh, those are so exciting. Yes. Yeah, we had a great partnership uh, with Bullet Bourbon. Um, oh. They helped to sponsor that planting. They had a great group of volunteers come out at the end of November, really? middle of November. Yes, yeah, so Bullet Bourbon has a commitment with American Forests, and together they're trying to plant like one million trees or something like that. Wow. So it was with Bullet Bourbon and the American and American Forests, and uh, yeah, they gave us a really great group of volunteers, and they just came out, and we had it all set up, and it was perfect because it was like questionable weather all morning. Yeah. We're like, how's this going to go? And then as soon as we planted the last tree, it started pouring. We were just like, awesome. We don't have to come back and water. And we managed not to get wet this whole time. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So you've already brought up volunteers are kind of a key part of what you all do, mm -hmm. but do you only plant trees with volunteers or are there other ways they get planted? Um, so we have a core group of volunteers that we call our Canopy Corps, um, and they're, they've been trained by us on the proper techniques, and um, they get put on a special list where once a month I send out and let them know what opportunities they have. Um, so that's our really our core group. Um, however, we also, for some of our larger trees, have contractors that we'll use for um, ball and burlap trees or bare root trees. Uh, so we do that, and then occasionally we will open up our plantings to all community members, mm. um, and we'll use our Canopy core members as like leaders, and so mm. we'll put them in groups and so they can learn to plant that way. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the ways to plant trees with us, and then with volunteers we also do... You know, it's not just about planting trees, but it's about caring for and maintaining them. So a lot of our projects, we go back and we mulch and prune. Uh, we'll help do watering during the summer months. So those are other ways you can volunteer, too, and help us out. So listeners, you can get involved in helping Trees Louisville restore our urban canopy. Uh, you mentioned a couple things that we should highlight since they're coming up. Uh, you're having a, a tree planting on Martin Luther King Day, right? Yes. We are. Uh, it'll be out in the Park Hill neighborhood along Dumanil Street. Wonderful. Um, they need trees in Park Hill. Oh definitely. My <laughs> so we're excited to be doing that. And that's from 1 to 4 on your holiday, which we, we encourage people to make a day on instead of a day off. Right? That's right. <laughs> yes. And they can uh, contact volunteer at treeslouisville.org to sign up um, or just visit our website and you can find all the information there too treeslouisville.org for that and then you're also training some of these canopy core volunteers later in the month right mm -hmm. yes that's also correct um on the 22nd saturday uh, from 10 a.m to 12 30 um you can come out we're actually going to be doing a planting at preston park wow. um in the shelby yeah. neighborhood actually Great. i think it's merriweather but really yeah, close yeah, to yeah. the shelby neighborhood <laughs> um and you also will attend a Zoom session as well. So it's actually a two-part, oh, okay. but just one in person for the planting. So what will people learn there? Are you going to learn some basics about like the trees? Yeah, so the, the Zoom portion is just understanding who Trees Louisville is, what's happening to Louisville's canopy, uh, what we can do, and understanding the importance of trees in general. And then we cover some basics of planting and pruning. And then the day of, uh, you'll actually be out there planting trees. So we'll do a demonstration. Nice. Um, you'll see, you know, 
why we do what we do, how to dig the holes properly, um, what all the tools and things are, and then uh, once you've seen that, we kind of break you up in groups and you go out and plant trees and we help and um, and then you're ready to go. Oh, that sounds great. So what would folks be committing to if they signed up as a Canopy Corps volunteer? Do you Are you expected to do a certain number of plantings? Or are you just kind of on a list? How does it work? Yeah, you, you get on a list. Uh, we do ask for four, attending four events a year. Um, and we typically have anywhere from four to six events happening every month. So there's really? a lot of opportunity Um to get in those four uh, sessions. And then once you've attended your fourth one, you get a fun free t-shirt. So oh, nice. everyone loves that as well. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. All right. So mark your calendars, folks. Uh, you can come on out. You don't need to be pre-trained for the planting uh, on Duminal Street in Park Hill on Martin Luther King Day. It's a Monday planting uh, the 17th from 1 to 4. Or you can join the volunteer training with the Canopy Corps on Saturday the 22nd from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in uh, Merriweather neighborhood just outside Shelby Park. Well, that's great. Um, and people can learn more at treeslouisville.org. Um, so... Let's talk a little bit about why this work is so important. We've talked about sort of the crisis, like we're losing a lot of trees. Um, but, you know, does that matter? What, why is this such important work? Um, our tree canopy closely correlates to quality of life in the city, sort of. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the data's out there. <laughs> um, you know, whether it's sort of anecdotal, just seeing beautiful streetscapes or having a really strong connection with, you know, a tree in your yard and your neighborhood. That's one aspect of it, but um, it contributes to our health, yeah. uh, our mental well-being. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, like in many other cities, the distribution of our tree canopy um, is not equitable. Right. It's not the same all over in every neighborhood. Um, so, there are some neighborhoods that benefit more from dense tree canopy than others. Um, so that's a big part of the work that we're doing is trying to address those inequities, um, increasing canopy in low canopy neighborhoods so that more people can experience um, benefits of energy savings from yeah. the shade. Yeah. Um, they're less prone to uh, some negative health effects of um, temperature extremes, right. heat in the summertime is a right. really big one for us in Louisville. Um, we're one of the fastest warming heat islands in the country. Um, so that's really concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something that increasing our tree canopy will hope to address. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you could just feel it like <laughs> the difference. I'm sure that there's the heat in the summer, uh, but anytime, especially when the leaves are out and maybe in the middle of winter here, it's a little harder to tell. Although with evergreens, you can sense it too. There's just such a different feeling from a, a place like the old Louisville leafy neighborhood of old Louisville mm -hmm. uh, versus say Broadway here yeah. <laughs> where you can't see a tree anywhere. Right. Um, this is, there's like cognitive effects. Science has, has yeah. revealed that access to nature, even if it's as simple as a street tree, uh, can really impact your, yeah. your state of being. You know, I mean, think about how hot it gets and just in terms of walkability, like oh where do you want to walk on Broadway <laughs> where there's no, you know, there's no trees or yeah. on Cherokee Parkway where it's lined oh, with yeah, trees. Yeah. Um, you know, so 
It makes it more walkable. People want to spend time on the street, which could help the economy of the street. Um, but then if you're getting out and walking, you're increasing your health. Um, you're appreciating the nature around you. So, yeah, I mean, study after study after study have been done on all sorts of um, positive impacts that tree canopy have in our lives. I mean, they reduce, they've been shown to reduce um, crime across the board, right. both violent mm -hmm. and nonviolent crime. Um, they slow traffic, so making yep. safer streetscapes. Yep. Um, it just, the list is endless. Right. Um, so whatever you care about the whatever most. Whatever your motivation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get um, out there and plant trees. Trees yeah. will yeah. help with that. And yeah. a big one, too, is um, it helps you being able to concentrate, uh, so learning better, um, as well as healing faster. Uh, so that's a big reason we focus a lot of our efforts with JCPS. So we've developed um, a partnership with the school system. and oh, nice. Yeah, we've planted it about 80 campuses now. Really? So over half of all the campuses uh, we've planted and we'll go in and, I mean, campuses are huge pieces of land sometimes. So we've planted like 200 trees at wow. some of these mm -hmm. locations. And um, so it's really good for the students. They're getting a greener environment. Uh, we always are amazed when we go to look at a school and there's not one tree next to the playground. Yeah. And you're, or if there is a tree, you see all the kids congregated <laughs> yeah. underneath it. You know, like the cows in the countryside. Yeah. Where they're all in the and shade. I'm like those, you know, those poor kids. There's no shade to play in. It's oh, hot man. on all that plastic metal material. Oof. Nor for the teachers to sit or stand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great. we really love our partnership with JCPS. You're listening to Sustainability Now here on Forward Radio with me, Justin Mogg. We're talking trees today. You just heard from Morgan Grubbs. She is the volunteer and program manager at Trees Louisville. She grew up and fell in love with nature and the outdoors right here in Louisville. Well, Goshen, that's fine. Uh, with a degree in environmental management, right, from IU Bloomington. Yes. And her career has been focused on environmental ed and uh, program development, too. Um, and we also have in the studio Charlotte Jones, who's operations manager at Trees Louisville. She moved to Louisville from Seattle <laughs> in 2015 and was a volunteer with the organization before joining them back in 2017. And you heard earlier when we were talking about uh, the right tree for the right place and things like that, uh, that you may have understood that she is a certified arborist uh, with a degree in geography. So uh, these are some talented, informative folks today here on the show. I hope you can stay tuned and I hope you can get involved in Trees Louisville at treeslouisville.org. So tell us more about that partnership with JCPS. How do you pick the sites? Is there work to do environmental education with the kids that goes along with the tree plantings? Uh, yeah, so as Charlotte briefly mentioned earlier, we pick a lot of our sites uh, based on tree equity and uh, where we're not seeing as many trees oh, being yeah. planted. Um, so we focus a lot in south, southwest, um, and west Louisville. Uh, that's just where we see the lowest percentage yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also we'll work you know we'll sometimes have a school approach us and they'll say Ooh. hey I heard that you just planted at this high school and now we want trees too so also a big part is finding committed schools that are going to help us water the trees during the first growing season um, speak with their um, lawn care staff to make sure that we're not banging mowers right. and weed eaters right. into them. Um, big old problem for us. So, so yeah, there's lots of ways that we go about um, finding um, 
organ or finding schools to help us. Yeah. And then uh, is there education with the children involved? Uh, so we do have an educational activities for high school, middle and elementary school. So uh, we would do sometimes approach schools or we're approached by them and they ask for an educational component, hmm. uh, but it's not necessarily a requirement. Okay. Uh, so it really just depends on um, what the school's looking for right. and if they're interested. But one of our most recent ones that we did with uh, Miners Lane Elementary earlier this season, uh, we did a really long educational program with them for about two or three weeks. And um, I spoke with them about different careers in, you know, arboriculture and around nice. trees. Um, and then we kind of talked about benefits of our urban tree canopy. Um, they developed little brochures and information packets wow. and wrote persuasive letters about why we should plant trees with them. And, and then we uh, invited them to come and join the planting with us so oh, they, cool. you know, can say, I planted that tree on their own campus and wow. come back and check after it. And, and can kids, I guess I'm thinking more like teenagers, get involved as volunteers with Trees Louisville? Yeah, so we say as a uh, Canopy Corps volunteer, you need to be 15 years old or older. Um, however, if we do some of these open volunteer days right. or group mulching projects, uh, a lot of times we will invite kids. It will sometimes depend on the tree size um, yeah. or the location. <laughs> um, but we do try and uh, incorporate some family-friendly opportunities as well. Cool. And you mentioned mowers. So I want to ask Charlotte about <laughs> <laughs> threats to trees in our urban environment. I've often heard urban sort of arbor arborists talk about how the biggest threats to trees in Louisville are people. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> so we're planting them, but then also we're harming them. So what does that look like? What do, what do we do wrong as people to trees? You know, I think for the most part... Um, it's unintentional actions that lead to right. careless uh, actions. Yeah, right that, um, we're just uninformed. Um, so that could be anything from uh, getting too close when you're mowing the lawn or using your string trimmer and uh, hitting the bark. Yeah, um, whacking that, that bark will yeah. damage the tree. And Which of, people do intentionally like yeah. when they're doing edging around yep. sidewalks or fences or stuff. Like they're used to hitting things with it. So they think the same thing when they come to a tree, but that's not healthy for trees, right? <laughs> what happens when we strip that bark? Um, it sort of inhibits the tree's ability to transport nutrients throughout its vascular system um, and could lead to um, fung fungus or you know bacteria right. getting in there um, and sort of kind of the spiral, downward spiral of tree health ultimately. Yeah. Um, so maybe that one... Uh, nick or scar won't kill the tree but also oh, the sort of like compounding factors um could ultimately lead to that tree's decline though i mean girdling is a way to kill trees right where you, where yeah, you strip the bark from so all the way around yeah, so it's like a if you're careless enough you can, you can really do some damage <laughs> uh, so there's trimming and trimmers what else do we do wrong with trees well if there's one thing our listeners can take away Nothing else from this, um, or from what we, what we, what information we provide today, um, it is don't, don't volcano mulch your trees. Volcano this is something okay. that we've, that we see all over the place. Landscapers do it, homeowners do it, and, um, 
while it can look pretty, um, or to some people it looks attractive, piled sort of a cone, a volcano of mulch around the trunk of the tree, right. um, that's actually one of the worst things that you can do to um, for a tree. Well, explain um, that to us. Why is that so problematic? So mulch can be really beneficial to a right. tree. Mulch is uh, great, right? It's organic matter. It breaks down. It provides nutrients to the soil. Um, when it's applied correctly, it can insulate the roots so it doesn't freeze or get too hot in the summertime. It prevents insects and rodents and pests mm -hmm. from getting in there. But when you pile it up against the tree, you allow moisture um, which can lead to rot and decay. Girdling roots can start to grow. Right. Uh, so there are all of these things that can happen if you apply too much. So right. on one hand, it's a really great tool for uh, improving the health of your tree if it's applied correctly. Um, and the correct <laughs> sort of method is uh, what we call yeah, a donut shape. If you think you don't want it touching the trunk, but if you can keep it about three inches away, um, you want about a three foot radius around the trunk of your tree, and then maybe about three inches mm -hmm. deep. So the three, mm -hmm. three, three rule is what we sort of follow. And you want to mulch all the way out to the drip line, right? Yep. The very edge of the canopy, yeah. right, is is where tree tree roots need that protection. I mean, the other thing we do is we drive stuff over the mm -hmm. the root zone, right, and compact that soil. And I mean, just imagine if you were trying to, you know, suck your nutrients through a straw from a, a soil medium, right? Like, and suddenly that soil is compacted, and and someone's girdling your straw with a <laughs> weed whacker. I mean, they, you can imagine how hard it is to survive these yeah. conditions, right? Well, we were just talking about um, damage that mowers and string trimmers can cause to tree, and by applying that mulch correctly, you can suppress a lot of the weeds and grass that so grow up. Need so you won't even yeah. need to. Um, yeah. So it's it's a win-win when yeah. it's done right. Yeah, that's great. What about chemicals? Are chemicals a problem for our trees? Do people apply too much? Or <laughs> um, I think that uh, on the whole. Most trees, um, you know, if you're managing sort of individual landscape trees, you might hire someone to do fertilizer applications or things like that. But generally, this isn't, isn't something that we do with our trees. Yeah. Um, mostly just due to the scale yeah. at which we plant. But um, certainly uh, trees can suffer from, say, you're applying Roundup to right. get rid of, kill some of the weeds around Because you your didn't trees. mulch properly. Right. Um, <laughs> that can, if you get it on the foliage or too much on the bark, yeah. um, could have a detrimental yeah. effect. Um, and, and of course, the other thing we do to trees is remove them because of development. So that doesn't necessarily have to be the way we do development, right? Can we talk a little bit about like a better way to preserve trees and also build things? Yeah, um, and this is something that we have worked to, you know, sort of advocated for um, with the recent um, changes to our land development code. Oh, right, yeah. Which I can't speak too authoritatively That's okay. on. That's okay, I won't, I, won't, I won't pry on that one. <laughs> um, but I think that we as a, um, a community, as a city, um, really need to do a much better job of really the way that we think about trees and yeah. sort of their value in the urban landscape and in our um, sort of residential environment, because trees can add a ton of, to your property value. Yeah. Certainly these uh, large, mature, healthy trees. Makes a trees, huge difference, yeah. Um, 
and we lose a ton of those through development. So um, there are ways to, you know, it's not maybe not always the most cost-effective way, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, but ultimately, um, in other ways, developers would save money by um, retaining trees rather than having to go back and replant. Yeah. Um, right. Be required that's to replant. That's always what they say. Well, we're going to come back and replant. But when you're replanting, you get a teeny little tree that mm -hmm. maybe takes 30 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what we tell people, too. Um, you know, when you cut a 80-year-old tree, think about how large that canopy is, how much shade that's yeah. providing, how much stormwater mitigation, you know, and you just cut that down. And then, yeah, you replace it. But that tree's been the tiny two-year-old tree does not have half of the benefits that that 80-year-old tree yeah. was giving us and now we have to wait decades 80 mm -hmm. years again to get it you know and it's going to be really hard yeah. for it to be successful over those 80 years because of all and that's you know and that's another challenges. thing we try and talk about too is plant a new tree before you lose your old mm -hmm. tree oh, don't yeah. just wait because yeah. yes it's gonna eventually die you know but if you have a new tree starting to grow up a little bit in the same area, by the time that tree's gone, you have a fairly developed tree ready to continue providing benefits. Succession planting. Think yes. about it, folks. <laughs> We're talking trees with our friends from Trees Louisville here on Sustainability Now today. You just heard from Morgan Grubbs, volunteer and program manager. And we also have Charlotte Jones, operations manager here. Uh, they are looking for your help to restore our canopy. You can volunteer at a tree planting uh, in Park Hill on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Make it your day on the 17th from 1 to 4 p.m. And they're also going to be doing another Canopy Corps volunteer training on Saturday the 22nd from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Um, how are you all funded? Do you take donations? or what? We absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> we're a nonprofit organization, so we're primarily funded by uh, individual donations um, through uh, grants from foundations. We have some corporate sponsors. Um, but, yeah, m uh, the majority of our funding comes from um, donors like you. Yeah. And you work in partnership, too. In fact, the whole spark for this conversation was that I received uh, the 2021 Louisville Green Guide that you all put together, which highlights some of these partner organizations like UofL. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about those partnerships? Absolutely. Um, well, we are a staff of three, a mighty staff <laughs> of three. Um, so we would be absolutely nothing without partnerships right, um, with right. a lot of the other organizations um, and metro agencies in the city. Um, and that sort of combining resources uh, and efforts really sort of com just um, amplifies. Synergy. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's one of our... <laughs> Yeah. You know, we all have that same goal. We all want to see a greener and more sustainable Louisville. And um, we find ways to meet each of our organization's needs. You know, trees aren't, yeah, trees can also help with water. So MSD and us partner together. And um, finding partnerships like with the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet, allowing us to plant um, in the off-ramps and on-ramps yeah. of the highways and in those areas that is difficult to mow for them, right? you know, and has no shade. So it's really a win-win when we um, work together. 
and is battling that pollution from all those vehicles, right? Absolutely. Nice buffer. I know uh, the Greenheart Project in, in South Louisville is looking just the, exactly at that. Can mm-hmm. we plant trees along the areas like the Watterson that sort of capture some of those pollutants so they don't go into our lungs? <laughs> they, go, they go under the leaves of the trees, which the trees can handle to some degree, right? <laughs> um, so it's the smart approach to sort of improving our urban air quality as well as tackling that urban heat island effect. Uh, and, and these issues are really tied to our historic racist past in this city. You, you, you touched on it earlier, but uh, if we could just dive in a little bit more to the correlation between redlining and this need for green infrastructure and how, how Trees Louisville is mm-hmm. trying to tackle that. Yeah, I mean, Louisville is not unique in its sort of legacy of redlining. This is something that's been documented in cities across the country in terms of the correlation between quality of tree canopy and uh, areas in cities that were redlined historically or deemed um, sort of unworthy of investment. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of that was tied to the people that lived in those neighborhoods. So um, we recently did sort of an analysis in Louisville of what um, sort of the percentage of our existing tree canopy is compared to... um, the areas in our uh, city that were redlined. Um, And so areas that got a really high grade, uh, um, A or B, such as um, Prospect or places in East Louisville, um, have a significantly higher tree canopy. We're talking 40% upwards average, um, where a lot of neighborhoods um, in West and Southwest Louisville may only have about 22%. Wow. So that is um, a very stark yeah. uh, disparity. So in a way, uh, this is a way we can reinvest in these un- long underinvested areas is mm-hmm. by putting our tree planting efforts uh, focused in those areas that were formerly redlined. Uh, uh, that's great. That is such an important way to connect sort of environmental justice work with the racial justice work mm-hmm. that, um, you know, doing something. Whenever I'm planting a tree, I feel like I'm really contributing to my community in just so many different ways. Yeah. Well, planting a tree just has that immediate visual impact. Yeah, we yeah. finish a project at a school or um, somewhere in town, and the minute you're finished and you step back and you look yeah. at how different already. Yeah. Those trees haven't grown a millimeter, but they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it already looks so much different. Yeah. And then so the reward of going back to um, a project site that maybe we completed later, yeah, yeah, a few yeah. years ago is just, um, it's really I hope you have some before and after pictures. Like. We do, yeah. Yes, so we, do. we just invested in uh, a drone Did you about really? a year ago. Yeah. So Droning we're sort now. of wow. uh, learning as we go with that one. But um, Charlotte's it's been... our drone expert <laughs> over here. It's no been... crashes yet. <laughs> no, no crashes yet. Um, but that's been a fantastic tool to yeah. kind of get some before and after mm-hmm. shots. It's really, really impactful visual. Yeah. Because when we're talking about canopy, that we kind of have to look from yeah. above to understand what that right. looks like, right? Yeah. Uh, and in, in some sense, an urban setting is never going to be 100% canopy because mm-hmm. we've got all these roads and buildings that we can't totally shade out. But what what would a good tree canopy look like? If, we, if What's our ideal? What's our goal here in Louisville? What are we shooting for? So I think that the city's um, sort of outlined goal is to reach 45% 
um, overall canopy cover. Wow, it's nearly half. If you look from above, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're at about. If you exclude some of the major um, sort of non-residential areas like uh, Jefferson Memorial Forest or the big parks in the city like Cherokee and Iroquois, I think we're close to about 30% canopy cover. So we've we've got a ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. But there are cities that have achieved those kinds of levels, right? Yeah. There are Mm -hmm. some really uh, fantastic examples. And Trees Louisville is actually modeled on um, other organizations and cities across the country who do this kind of work. So um, Trees Charlotte, for example, Mm. in North Carolina, uh, they've been around for decades and they've um, been incredibly successful at expanding their tree canopy. Um, Trees Atlanta is another great example. Um, So there there are real examples of cities who are doing the work and seeing the payout. Have y'all been to Savannah? I've heard good Only things. briefly. Oh yeah, yeah no, never been, beautiful. but <laughs> So but gorgeous. gorgeous. All these really mature trees with like ferns coming out of them, kind of <laughs> like that, that crazy uh, tropical yeah. feeling, uh, just arching over these boulevards with just wonderful trees. It's mind-blowing. Uh, oh, what a difference cool. that makes. Oh, yeah. I mean, just it's completely different. Yeah. Um, it's a tourist attraction for mm-hmm, crying out yeah. loud, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I would also say in general about like the canopy percentage, like we mentioned 45 over the city, but um, there's actually recently um, a tree conference here in town in November. And one of the talks uh, was about this new idea of the rule of 330, and so it says to know that you live in a healthy neighborhood, you should be able to look out your window and see three trees. Oh. Your entire neighborhood canopy coverage should be around 30%, and you should be about 300 meters from the nearest park or green space, Ooh, um, which wow. is roughly like four blocks. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of something, you know, <laughs> to think about in general. It's not a hard rule or anything, but... Yeah. Um, to recognize you're, li- you're benefiting from the trees around you, um, consider the rule of 330-300. So on Martin Luther King Day, when we're trying to honor this, you know, this great f- champion of racial justice, if you go to a place like Dumanil Street in Park Hill, where we want 330-300, the residents there are probably suffering now from like zero to one, right? Uh, 30%, no, it's more like 20% in in a place like Park Hill or less. And how far are they from a a big green space? I mean, long, long off, right? So this is the work that we need to do. We need to literally dig in, you all, uh, to restore justice and environmental health in our community, and Trees Louisville's helping with that. We're nearing the end of our time, so I don't want to miss out on talking about some of the programs you all do that we haven't discussed, besides uh, volunteer tree plantings and things like that. Let's talk about the tree rebates. Yeah, um, so this is a great program we've been running since 2017. Um, It's funded through Louisville Metro's Division of Community Forestry. So we're really grateful to have the support from them to do this program. Um, Sort of in addition to our free tree giveaways, if residents are interested in purchasing a larger tree to plant at their home, um, we offer uh, $30 rebates nice to any um eligible shade tree purchase eligible shade tree okay so if i want to buy a dogwood it's not going to count uh you 
can buy a Kusa dogwood, oh, actually. Okay. Yes. Particular um, and then you so, can eat that. <laughs> <laughs> We have a list on the website, uh, you know, so there's large trees, medium-sized trees, and smaller trees. So mm-hmm. we do understand that some residents don't have space for a large tree. Maybe they have a smaller okay. yard, but um, it would still receive some benefits. Wow. And so what do I have to do? To, do I have to get approved in advance or do I just save my receipts? Or So we always recommend that um, you check the eligibility requirements before you purchase, since we know it's usually a fairly large um, investment to make uh, purchasing a large tree. Um, that's all available on our website, treeslouisville.org forward slash rebate. Okay. Um, but once you've decided on what species from the list that we have, um, you purchase your tree, make sure that you've got an itemized receipt so we can see what you bought and how much you paid for it. Uh, and then you can submit an application either online through that website, um, that webpage, or we have paper brochures at our local nurseries too. Oh, cool, that's neat. And, and is this just for homeowners or what about businesses, churches, things like that? Yeah, so it's um, the program was uh, created with the goal of increasing tree canopy in residential properties. Okay. Um, privately owned property makes up about 70% of our um, potentially plantable land okay. in Jefferson County. So homeowners really have the power to help increase our tree canopy yeah and what about like um, apartment complexes and things like that if the owner of that wanted to apply so it's sort of for special circumstances like that and we sort of uh, will evaluate on okay. a case-by-case basis but the general rule is for individual households um, and we permit um, people to apply for up to three trees okay all right, check it out at treeslouisville.org slash rebate uh, to learn about that $30 off each tree you, you want to plant in your yard. That's great. Uh, and then you do have another residential program. You mentioned free trees, and I have received some of those trees. Um, but they're specifically for residents living in certain zip codes, right? Uh, and tell us more about the free tree program. Yeah, so we've just started a new residential tree program um, for select zip codes Um, And it's part of a bigger program that we are working with, um, the Rubbertown Corridor. We have a commitment of planting 10,000 trees. And so the zip codes that we've selected are considered as part of the Rubbertown Corridor. Um, And so we realize that uh, for some folks and, you know, either financially they're unable to plant trees purchase their own tree at this time. Uh, Maybe they don't have uh, transportation to collect the tree or something of that nature. Um, Or um, they're just not comfortable. They don't know how to plant. They, you know, it sounds like a daunting task to them. So this is a way for us to kind of help mitigate uh, those issues. And um, they can fill out a form um, online or they can give us a call or send us an email. And as long as they're in one of those residents, we come out, we survey, um, and then we provide suggestions and say, we think we can fit this tree in here. Uh, we try and give them some species options because um, some really like fruiting trees. Um, some people maybe had a bad experience with oaks because there were some crazy squirrels in their neighborhood, mm-hmm. so they would prefer a black gum. Um, you know, so we want to provide them with some options as well. And then we use our Canopy Corps volunteers to get out and we plant it for them. Oh, really? And uh, yeah. And again, is that uh, how many trees can people get through that program for their? Uh, 
it's again a case by case thing, okay. but on average we say one to two trees. Okay. Yeah. Great. And those zip codes are, my friends, 40210, 4211, 12, 16, and 40258. Uh, so if you're in one of those zip codes, you can just contact info at treeslouisville.org or you can give them a call, 502-208-9421. And then you also have a newsletter. And as we wrap, I guess that's a great way to let people know about how they can stay in touch with the organization. Yeah. Right? You know, we do the rebates. We do the residential program. If you don't qualify for either of those, we also do giveaways. Yeah, that's what uh, I was Twice of, a year, yeah. about 500 trees we try and get to you all. And signing up for the newsletter, you're the first ones to find out when those giveaways are happening. You get all the good insight about our programs. You can find uh, ways to help. And then we also just provide our readers with learning more about tree canopy and the benefits. And so we provide just insight about how you can also care for your trees or trees within Louisville. Um, And if you visit our website, just scroll down to the bottom and there's a nice little link that says sign up for our newsletter here. Great. Well, thank you all for coming in and helping kick off our 2022 right with trees. It's going to be vital for the success of our year. And even though it may seem like cold and miserable out, this is actually a fantastic time to think about tree planting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you want to wait until a week when it's slightly warmer, you can, but don't wait until May. It's going to be too (laughs) hot, you all. Just give it a few days, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So thank you so much, Charlotte Jones, operations manager from Trees Louisville and Morgan Grubbs, volunteer and program manager. You guys are doing such, such important work. Thank you so much. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, thank you. I had a great time. All right. Stay tuned, friends. Coming up in just a second, your community action calendar with all kinds of ideas about how you all can get engaged this week in sustainability. So stay tuned, my friends. back here on sustainability now on forward radio your community radio station listening to the sweet sounds of apple latin many thanks to them for giving us permission to use their great local music on the podcast versions of our programs which you can find archived anytime at forwardradio.org and you can learn much more about them at appalatin.com well i hope you've got your 2022 calendars out and your pencils sharpened and are ready to take action for change for sustainability it all begins this week with you my friends making it happen nobody else is going to make sustainability happen in louisville it's all of us coming together and working on it every day every week to make a little change for the better one step at a time And doing it in community is so important. And with that, I'd like to highlight this week the amazing work of the Community Farm Alliance, CFA has been doing fantastic work throughout the state for decades. 
uh, and they are holding their annual meeting, A Pathway for Change, this coming Friday, January 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. online. You can hop in for any part of it. If you're not familiar with the great work of CFA, uh, they work throughout the state to organize and encourage cooperation among rural and urban citizens through leadership development and grassroots democratic processes to ensure an essential prosperous place for family-scale agriculture in our economies and in our communities. They're working towards a food and fiber system that provides nutritious food for Kentuckians in a manner that is socially, economically, and ecologically sustainable. So CFA invites everyone to join them online for their 2021 annual meeting on Friday from 10 to 4. Hear about the great work of their teams that they've been doing in their communities and learn about the new and exciting things happening for CFA in 2022 and join in on the conversation. For full details and the link to join, you don't even need to register in advance. Just go to cfaky.org for the Friday, January 14th, 10 to 4 p.m. annual meeting of CFA. Go to cfaky.org. Also coming up on Friday the 14th, I'm really excited to invite you all out to the University of Louisville's campus for our annual maple tapping workshop. Yes, my friends, you can tap maple trees here in Louisville, Kentucky and make syrup your own delicious, more nutritious sweetener uh, with no slavery, no greenhouse gas emissions importing tropical sugar from the sugarcane fields of Caribbean or wherever. This is local goodness right under our noses that most of us fail to tap into. And sustainability is all about tapping into those local resources that otherwise go to waste. So come learn about not tape, tapping maple trees this Friday, January 14th at 1 p.m. It'll last about an hour, uh, and we're going to start at the Garden Commons, located at the southwest corner of Strickler Hall, just next to the Speed Art Museum parking garage. And we will start at 1 p.m. at the Garden Commons and then walk about campus. Uh, we're going to start there in that sustainable place and learn about the process of tapping maple trees and making maple syrup. Our workshop leader, Dave Barker, has been tapping trees right here in Louisville and making his own syrup for years. He'll give a, a brief hands-on workshop on the process and then we'll all get to work with him as we install taps on our maple trees on around campus participants will also have the opportunity to sign up to volunteer to empty buckets as they fill throughout the coming weeks so please dress warmly so we can work outside and come on out friday at 1 p.m there's more information at louisville.edu slash sustainability and of course you will be invited back later in the spring for our pancake party where we celebrate the joys of fresh local maple syrup now, we mentioned it during the interview, uh, Monday, January 17th is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and why don't you make it a day on instead of a day off? Well, there's two different volunteer tree plantings happening on Martin Luther King Day that you can hop on into, as well as lots of important social justice work and social services volunteer opportunities as well. But let me just highlight these tree plantings. The first is uh, Metro Division of Community Forestry is hosting a tree planting downtown on Martin Luther King Day. You can celebrate this day by giving back and join Metro Louisville's community forestry team for an afternoon of tree planting on Monday. 
Way. This tree planting will take place in the downtown central business district. Uh, project reminder and meeting location details will be sent to volunteers closer to the project date. So sign up now. Tools and guidance will be provided. Volunteers work in small teams to plant new trees, new street trees in the area. Experienced tree planting volunteers is a plus, but new volunteers will be partnered with experienced ones. And you can register using the My Impact app, and you can find the link at bestparksever.com. That's our Louisville Metro Parks website, bestparksever.com. Or you can contact former, recent uh, Sustainability Now guest, Sarah Flarsheim-Tyler. She is volunteer coordinator for Louisville Metro Parks, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Dot Flarsheim, F-L-A-R-S-H-E-I-M at LouisvilleKY.gov or you can give her a call or text at 502-901-8191 but all the details are at bestparksever.com Now also as we mentioned in the interview Trees Louisville is hosting a tree planting in the Park Hill neighborhood on Duminal Street on Martin Luther King Day from 1 to 4 as well for all volunteer questions and signups you can just email volunteer at treeslouisville.com .org, and we hope to see you out on the streets of Louisville doing good work on Monday the 17th. Also want to let you know that Monday the 17th is the last day to apply for the Spring 22 uh, to <laughs> Neighborhood Institute. Uh, the Center for Neighborhoods Neighborhood Institute is a no-cost leadership education program designed to equip neighborhood leaders with skills and resources needed to initiate positive change in the community. And dinner is provided. It's going to be held every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. for 12 weeks at the Center for Neighborhoods offices. And that starts on January 27th. But applications close for this program on Monday, January 17th, and space is limited. So if you want to get in on a great way to dig into your community and make change right in your own neighborhoods and learn from others who are doing that important work, all kinds of great sustainability work comes out of this, and you can learn more at centerforneighborhoods.org. Look for Neighborhood Institute and get yourself signed up by January 17th. Now, also, you might be wondering what to do with your old Christmas tree. Well, don't send it to the landfill, for God's sake. You can mulch or compost your own Christmas tree and other yard waste through Metro Louisville with several drop-off locations. Uh, Coming up, you can bring your yard waste and Christmas trees every Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m., to 5 p.m. at these four locations at the East District Recycling Center out on Hubbard's Lane at 595 North Hubbard's Lane, the Public Works Yard uh, out on Lower River Road, 10500 Lower River River Road, you enter from Bethany Lane, or right here in town at the Waste Reduction Center at 636 Merriweather Avenue, which, by the way, closes a little earlier than the others. It closes at 3 p.m. on Saturdays, but is open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Friday. And then you can also bring them to Shawnee Park at uh, 230 Southwestern Parkway at the Athletic Complex. You can bring your trees, Christmas trees, or other yard waste for composting or mulching. And if you want to get something out of this, the Hummer's Lane site will instantly recycle Christmas trees into mulch that can be 
given right back to you for home use. Those wishing to receive mulch must bring an appropriate container to carry it in. All lights and ornaments, of course, need to be removed from the trees before dropped off. Uh, and yard waste of all kinds must be in compliance with your regular curbside yard waste composting guidelines. More information is at louisvilleky.gov. Uh, and I also want to let you know that you should register now for the Kentucky Conservation Committee's annual legislative summit. If you want to know what's going on with environmental and sustainability legislation before the Kentucky legislature this season, the session has already started. Now is the time to get engaged, contact your legislators and make a difference and get engaged with uh, the statewide legislation. Uh, this is the best opportunity I know of. KCCC, KCC has been doing this work for many years and their annual legislative summit is really valuable and it's virtual this year so you can attend in your pajamas wherever you are on Sunday, January 23rd from 1 to 4 p.m. It's always packed full of information about the upcoming and now ongoing General Assembly. Join us for a Sunday afternoon interactive Zoom session on key conservation and environmental issues paired with additional online resources to provide you with all the necessary advocacy tools you need during the Kentucky General Assembly and beyond. These sessions will include a broad look at the anticipated topics of this year's General Assembly, related federal legislative issues, basic training on ways for citizens to engage as a citizen lobbyist, plus tips on how to be more effective with your legislative advocacy in a virtual world that is still struggling with the pandemic. We'll also be covering a wide range of issues, including energy, solar updates, and environmental impacts of cryptocurrency, water, waste, and toxins, including water infrastructure and plastics incineration, uh, some wildland updates and farmland conservation, biodiversity issues, and indeed a state budget overview. Included will be an overview of bills that are already filed in the General Assembly or anticipated to be filed, along with KCC's analysis and recommendations for action. In addition, they'll be reviewing federal initiatives that are ripe for local action and uh, emerging conservation issues in the state. Get all the details and register now at kyconservation.org. It's coming up on January 23rd. You won't want to miss it. Register now at kyconservation.org. It's free. It's great. All right, that's all the time we have for today here on Sustainability Now. I thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to being back in your ears again in one week's time, my friends. Be well. Be well.